Don't Cause a Ruckus is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for Don't Cause a Ruckus with AJ Kaw and Jose Ruckus. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Don't Cause a Ruckus, <coughs> the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. I'm one of your hosts, Jose Ruckus, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and arch enemy, AJ Kaw. What's up, AJ? Uh, not much, man. I uh, just want to... I know we have a lot in, to talk about today, but I, I noticed that you kept one thing out, and that was uh, Trey Young is amazing comeback last night against the Celtics. Uh, he, did, he did have a good game last night. That is true. A phenomenal game to someone that you said was going to get swept is now still in it. Nobody mm. did any sweeping in this first round. I'm honestly no. a bit surprised given how bad some of the basketball we saw was, especially with like, you know, the Timberwolves and stuff, but you know, sweeping's hard. It's hard to do. Uh, do you think that the Hawks are going to keep, keep this up? Yeah. Or... I, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, you, you never know with playoff Trey. Uh, am I confident? No. No, I'm not confident. You missed it. The uh, week you were gone, I did, we did a whole segment about it, and I, I said there was a difference. Playoff tray. I said it was a real thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I did miss it. I'm upset I missed it. Uh, I did want to talk about that. But, yeah, dude, it, it's a different thing, and he turned it on last night. He hasn't been playing well. It's kind of shown the first few games. But when he turns it on, he's a difference maker. And last night, I think he showed it, uh, especially with that last shot to seal the deal from like just over half court. That's it. It's going to be Step tough up. because Murray, Murray's been suspended now, right? He's going to miss a game. He already missed a game. So he that was last game. game. Yeah, okay. that was last game. Yeah. He's better when he's the only guy on the floor. It's kind of sad, but I think that's a little true. Well, if you didn't know, Don't Cause a Ruckus, the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. We go live on twitch.tv slash sports every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We bring you all the fun sports debate live. That means you can be in the chat just like Peanut FCF is, just like Vix Vibes Official is. Come see it live. We have a lot of fun here when we do it live. But if you can't, Show goes up on podcast services and the YouTube the next day. Just look up the fan controlled sports feeds and subscription. Give us give us the subscription there. Give us the likes. Give us the all that stuff. We love that stuff. Beat the algorithm. That's what I say. Beat the algorithm. Beat the algorithm, man. Uh we got a we like you said, we got a big show. There's literally NBA playoff games happening right now while we're doing the show. One that's coming up in half an hour is the Miami Heat who are currently leading in the series against the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, and that's thanks to one person, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, let me tell you, this dude, when it comes playoff time, he's a completely different player in a way that, like, I can't even, I can't even think of another player who's, like, this caliber of where they're, like, I think of them as, like, a very good player in the regular season. And then when it hits... When it hits playoff times, they're just a completely different person. AJ, what do you think about Jimmy Butler? Uh, I agree, man. Uh, playoff Jimmy Butler is different, different human being. Uh, the I 
I, I don't understand what it is, but you're right. I feel like it's him, LeBron James, Trey Young. There's like a select few guys that for some reason, once it gets to that playoff time, they th- there's a switch that hits. And the game yesterday was genuinely nuts for me. For Jimmy Butler to have 56 points, nine rebounds, and like two assists. Not assist wise, not great. 56 points. It's, it's hard to get a lot of assists when you're putting up 56 points. Exactly. He oh, that's almost half his team almost half his team's points for the game. So the he, Heat he looked scared to have the ball. Like when he would pass out of a play, the guy was immediately looking to pass it back to Jimmy Butler. Take it back, yeah. No, it's nuts. He's uh, he's on a different level, and it's you love to see. You mentioned guys like LeBron James. You mentioned Trey Young. These dudes who, yeah, they have like a different level that they hit in the playoffs. I don't think there's the disparity where I mean, those are guys who are great throughout the entire regular season. There's no debate that those guys are like stars during the regular season. I mean, there's some debate. I mean, Trey Young a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But I think he's he's been recognized as one of like the up and coming guys leading a team. Jimmy Butler is this dude who's been doing this for like two decades, and it like, man, well, he's like did, did you, you forget about him in the regular out? season. Did no, you see which one? That uh, the who's the mo- like the the like player reviewed who's the most like overrated player. Trey Young's the most overrated player. Overrated player, yeah. So uh, I, I don't that, know. That's in they, NBA circles. I'm sure the players they don't feel they feel a certain way about Trey Young, but I don't know. But the, yes, there's a massive disparity in talent for some strange oddities. And Jimmy Butler goes to Super Saiyan in the playoffs, and like it goes from what he's he was averaging maybe like 15 points a game. During the regular, he was having too. this is this has been one of his worst regular seasons. Like efficiency yeah, wise, season. he's 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 really struggled. Like his shooting has been bad all season and stuff. And now it's playoff time, and Jim, Jimmy's here putting up fifty six points. It's yeah, it's just not natural. Uh, I want to drink what he drinks in the postseason. Michelob Ultra is uh, what I believe. He claims it, to be. Uh, if you watch the that, commercials, it's Michelob Ultra. Apparently, uh, that's the commercials to say. Yeah. Uh, I think the only the case, other player that's a terrible drink, and I'm not going to drink it. I don't know <laughs> the, if you've had Michelob Ultra. I, I've, not, I've tried a Mickey, different. not a fan. Uh, not a fan. The only other player who I can think of where it's like this level of dominance in the playoffs is like Madison Bumgarner, who is a pitcher on the San Francisco. Now he's he just got dropped by the Diamondbacks, but this is a dude who you know won a couple World Series rings pitching and stuff, and like. When he was when he in the playoffs, he's probably like the most dominant postseason pitcher of all time. And he's like probably not even gonna be a Hall of Famer. Like his regular season stats just aren't that good. But when it came playoff time, the best to ever do it. It's it's crazy, man. I I it's fascinating to see guys who can do this. Chris Paul Chris Paul's like the opposite, right? You think so? I mean, has Chris Chris Paul's never had any playoff success. That's true, but I feel like it's not like from lack thereof. Like his postseason last year with the uh, Phoenix Suns was nuts, and he just didn't. Well, do well. You, you remember like in that when they went to the finals, the, when the, when the Suns went to the finals, he had that game where he like he like made like two shots for the entire game, 
And then he had the same performance with the Rockets, right? Where there's just, he has these games where all of a sudden Chris Paul looks like one of the worst basketball players you've ever seen when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, he's, I, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Lowry's like a next level of like, wow, that dude's bad in the playoffs. But like, yeah, that's true. I don't Chris, know. Chris yeah. Paul has some games, man, where it's like, ugh. I think I just I guess more so I'm just remembering last season so much because like he really turned it on last season like the he, whole... he was looking he was looking great last season and then like... wasn't he even and, and the season before was I think it all started from like the Suns in four meme that that yeah. season on I was like all right postseason Chris Paul is a new breed and then like not so much this season there, this postseason some moments but let's he, he's having about... moments but he doesn't need to rely because of the Kevin Durant yeah. <laughs> you, you that, makes, that makes things easy it, it does it does you got you got like arguably in booker you got one of the best like young talents and then you have like a generational talent in kevin durant you really don't have to do much you know so i want to i want to keep talking about the nba playoffs because right now we're about to have potentially some upsets like we talked about the heat versus Giannis. it's it's insane that this a, a, a team that was dominated the regular season so badly yeah. it looks like they might lose in the first round but there are also some other upsets potentially brewing right now the uh the memphis lakers game's happening right now uh memphis is up they've been dominating that game so far um the t wolves not exactly an upset but given that how good they were last year in the rudy gobert trade them losing in the first round is pretty bad aj let's just imagine Whoever, whoever, whoever's losing these series is right now. They lose the series. Who's has the most embarrassing moment for them having lost this series? Oh man, uh, I feel like there's a couple, especially with like the way the you know the postseason's playing shaping up right now. Uh, I, I'd have to say genuinely, the top two of me, like in my opinion, are the Bucks because they're number one, and the Grizz because they're number two. I think both uh I'm here to cause faults. What? Uh I don't even know what that means. So genuinely I, I think that uh lost my train of thought too. I think those teams have the biggest uh to lose. The Bucks genuinely because they were the first place, they had so much to look forward to, but they lost their momentum because of Giannis's injury. The Grizz, same thing. They're just touted to be this amazing team leading the West. You know, they then all the like out of season, out of NBA drama started happening with John Morant, the club, the guns, all that. And, and it distracted, you know, it distracted the team from what needed to be happening. It distracted John Morant from what needed to be the focus, which is ball. And for me, for me, it, this one's real simple. It is the Grizz. And I'll tell I'll tell you why. It's because of one sentence uttered by Ya Morant. Early in this season, if you if you recall, he did this sit down interview with like ESPN and they asked him like they were asking him like what teams he's worried about in the finals and stuff. And he started talking about the Bucks. He started to talk about the Celtics. And they said, well, what about the West? Because you got to go through the West. And he said, we're fine in the West. For that to be the thing that you said at the beginning. Yeah, of the not season, smart. And not smart to thing get, to say to lose in the first round to a play in team. You're fine in the West, Ja. You're focusing too much on the whole like, oh, there's never been a play in team to get past it. Like we we knew that the Lakers were gonna get past it. There's something about 
LeBron that's not going to allow but, them to not go past. But no, that's that's yet. mean. Like this is a team that would normally not have even made the playoffs. Like this is not a playoff caliber team, and you're going to lose to them. Like you, you really got this... don't think the Lakers are a playoff caliber team. I think right now that they're playing like a playoff caliber team. I think that the adjustments that they made towards the trade deadline have been extremely helpful, but I'm not expecting the Lakers to be a competitor. The Lakers should not be able to beat the Memphis Grizzlies considering how good the Grizzlies were in the regular season. You're not wrong. Like we were at the beginning of this season, we were counting the Lakers out. You're we saying they weren't even going to make it to the playoffs. So they were I, genuinely I can't, I can't horrible to start with you the here. season off. I genuinely didn't expect them to get to the postseason, let alone out of their you know, best the players. 38 years old. Well, you can't. Okay. You were arguing the man is a goat against Michael Jordan last week. You can't say that, man. Like, I'm, you can't I'm just, have I'm just saying, if you, you, if you're going to come at the King, you best not miss. That's the saying. This is, you're this not is a team not that has spent years now, multiple years talking so much shit talking to the warriors who keep winning championships talking you hear the dylan yeah. brooks's comments about lebron james is old oh i'm gonna make him go left all this stuff and they just keep losing this is a team that's all bluster and they've never backed it up a single time i i really do think, I think that, they're like, just if they overrated lose, you gotta look at it that way i think themselves. they're just overrated they overrate themselves is the problem there are overrated it's teams that are fine they overrate themselves, and that makes it so much worse. To me, genuinely, and this is going to seem like an obscene thing to say, on paper, I think the Grizzlies are as talented as the Atlanta Hawks. I don't think they're more talented. I don't think they're less talented. I think they have very similar matchups in their play styles and you know, personnel, especially their rosters. And I think the difference is... They are getting hyped up by national media and the Hawks aren't and they're playing better because of it. The people around them are like, oh, they're this great team. They're this great team. And like you said, they're hyping themselves up. There is a matter of the mentality of like, if you believe you're good, you're going to play well. But I, I genuinely agree with you in the fact that I, I think this is them showing their true colors against a team that doesn't have the talent to get past them or sh at least should it. I think the Lakers, like you said, are an old team that shouldn't have the talent to get past it. But the difference is talent level. I think LeBron James and like these guys have the playoff experience and the Grizzlies are just kind of, you know, getting a little nervous. Somebody's calling their they're the bullies that are getting their bluff called and they don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. I know exactly what you're saying. Um Let's move the topic, though. Let's get into what's big deal tomorrow. The NFL draft is coming up. A lot of Ooh. very, very interesting things. Most interesting right now is there was this Reddit thread. I don't know if you saw this, AJ. But uh, a supposed family friend of Will Levis, uh, the quarterback, who is, um, you know, not, not, nobody's expecting this guy to go in the first, like, first couple of picks. This is maybe a late first round quarterback was what a lot of people suspecting. This dude posts on Reddit claiming to be Will Levis' family friend saying that uh, he's been contacted by the Carolina Panthers and that they're planning to take him first overall over Bryce Young. Uh, I don't know whether I believe this story or not. Personally, I don't because I think it's such a terrible decision. It's the type of draft pick of like the Mitch Trubisky kind of draft pick or the Daniel Jones where it's just this really, really kind of reaching 
kind of a draft pick, but to do it first overall, man, like I think if you draft Will Levis and he's just not that good, your GM is getting fired. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if I believe this story <laughs> at all. No, I, I'm kind of with you on that. A hundred percent. I think this is too much of a gamble to be the first, maybe yes. First round. I can see early first round, potentially but first overall no like uh i think it was daddy dennis said the dude drinks mayo in his coffee you can't trust that <laughs> well that was such team. a weirdo dude like i saw this too like I, I you said it but like i saw the video it's it's pretty gross like looking i i haven't tasted it but Bernie Amrell points out a lot of teams have this I can fix him mentality with Levis. Uh, I think that right now a lot of teams are viewing this dude as Josh Allen 2.0. He's got a huge arm. This dude can throw a football deep, and he's also pretty talented on his feet running and stuff. And I think teams have like kind of trapped themselves in this mindset after seeing what happened with Josh Allen where he was horrible his rookie year, and then we're like, oh, well, he just turned it around, and now he's great that I think a lot of teams are starting to think like, oh, we can find our own Josh Allen. It's it's a bit weird. I don't really, um, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's an idiotic way to think about drafting players. Uh, oh, but yeah. there's some other interesting things going on in this draft too that I kind of want to talk about, which is the conversation about whether Houston's going to take a quarterback or not. Because they seem to be putting out a lot of information. Like even though they have the second overall pick, they're going to, not go after a quarterback, which is something that they desperately need, and instead go after defensive players. Um, I mean, it's. I'm gonna just say this. I really don't think that they could do any wrong. Like their team is so bad. Like to me, anywhere they they pick up in the draft genuinely needs to be fixed. So I wouldn't be surprised either but, way. Honestly. But the issue, the issue is that like hopefully you're never drafting this high again right and there are there are these these three quarterbacks sitting at the top of the draft who are like really really enticing so you either you do it now or you may never get the chance to do it again so i i mean if i'm the houston texans i'm taking a quarterback that's a really positive mentality that I don't think the Houston Texans have. I think they're they're going into this be like, oh well, we're gonna be here again next year, so we can just pick a better quarterback next year. Like, you're right, hundred percent. They need to come into it with the mentality of like, we're never gonna be here again. But let's be real, the Texans have been really bad, and unless they do something drastic this draft, I really don't expect them to not be in the bottom of the NFL again. Like, yes, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks in this draft. But the question is, is the Texans, are the Texans going to Texan or are they actually going to do something right and potentially prevent themselves from being at the bottom or bottom of the NFL top of the draft board next season? Now, let me, let me get something to you here because uh, I believe that right now the over under on quarterbacks taken in the first round is four. Mm -hmm. Um, and th there's a lot of reasons for that. One, we're not, we, like I said, we don't know what the Texans are doing, if they're going to go at quarterback or not. A lot of people are thinking that a team is going to trade up to the Cardinals to get the third overall pick and take a quarterback. The Seahawks right. could potentially take a quarterback like Anthony Richardson, or maybe even CJ Stroud, if he falls there. And then there's the conversation around a team 
possibly jumping on Will Levis. So AJ, over under four quarterbacks taken in the first round. What are you taking? Well, I'm gonna go over. You want the over? I want the over only because I'm looking at some of the people in the first round. We got the Panthers first round, first overall. Could they potentially do it? Maybe, maybe, but they already have a couple guys that they picked up. But you never know. Nobody's set in stone over there. Texas, 100%. I think they're going to get a quarterback. So there's one. Cardinals, I I genuinely think the Cardinals and the Colts are going to be looking to get one. If they don't, someone's going to trade the Cardinals for that position just to you know, usurp the Colts. I, I really do think guy. the Cardinals are going to end up trading this pick. Their team needs so see. much rebuilding right now that taking taking a player, like you thought that you were going to be a Super Bowl contender last year, and you ended up with yeah. a third overall pick. You need some help. Exactly, yeah. Um, Colts, I think they just need to suck it up, get a new quarterback. Yep, uh, I, I think Seahawks. the team agrees. Seahawks, I think you guys are good. Gino was great last year. I'm I don't des- think you need to start desperate over. for Seahawks to take defense with this pick. I really exactly. don't want us to draft a quarterback. I don't think you should. I don't think you're going to. I think you'll you'll get a quarterback. I'm scared. Maybe I'm scared we're gonna end up with C.J. Stroud, man. You really think that they're gonna go that early? I, with I there there's there's a lot of talk that C, the Seahawks might go with quarterback, and it's scaring me, man. Because that that is I wild. think I think, I think the Super Bowl though. window's open, and we need to get in there, and we need to. The defense needs help. You give Gino a defense, man, and I think we're Super Bowl contenders. Man, they're saying that uh, the guy that I want the Falcons to get, Bijan Robinson, is going to go to the Texans, which I think is a wild, wild assumption. Uh, but hey, you never know. Uh, the the Raiders, I also think, need a QB. So like right there, there's at least no. They four got Jimmy five. Garoppolo, baby. They're set. Oh yeah, they got Jimmy. That's true. That's sad, but that's true. You're right. Never mind. So yeah, maybe I'll go under. I'll go under now. You're gonna you're gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. I, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to take the over because I do think that yeah, I'm gonna go under. the Seahawks under. just scare me, man. I really think that the Seahawks are gonna go, snap off. I think they might go for Anthony Richardson. They don't need to. They really don't I, need to. I agree. I, I agree. I don't think that we do, but I think the team is using that the mindset of we're probably never gonna be in this situation again. We should get a quarterback right here, right now. Let Gino train him up, and i i I think that that that's great for the long term health of the team. I think it's going to keep us competitive for years to come if they really believe in one of these quarterbacks. And l- let's let's be real: Pete Carroll and uh, John Schneider they saw Geno Smith last year and said, "Hey, that's our quarterback." We thought they were crazy; they saw it. We didn't. So I do trust them to be able to pick a quarterback. I just want to win right now, man. I think the window's open. Daddy you're Dennis, I know, I know you're a C- Seattle fan. I'm a Seattle fan too, and I hope my hunch is wrong too, man. But I can just, I can feel it. I can feel it in the air. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. So uh, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the over four. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll, go. We'll, 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 we'll get back at this next week, and we'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, I'm gonna go with the under, though. I, I feel confident in the under. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Uh, let's let's get into this next story here because this is this happened today while I was making the show doc. Uh, Manchester City beat Arsenal. They're now only two points behind Arsenal on the table. The next couple of games, this is going to be a race down to the the wire for who's going to win the English Premier League. Uh, so 
I just figured let's take some picks on it. AJ, who's going to win the English Premier League? Arsenal, Man City. I want to say Arsenal, but I feel like it's going to be Man Arsenal. City. Arsenal's been at the top of the table for almost the entire season, pretty much since it started. After after seeing that like the game today, Man City has the leg up uh, four to one. Like that's a that's a disgusting like defeat. So uh, normally I would say Arsenal because like you said they've been at the top, but uh, Man City, man, after today it's just it would if you asked me yesterday would have been Arsenal today. It's Man City. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you it's it's gonna be Man City, and it's because they have the better player. They have one of they. Either number one or number two best player in the world right now, uh, Erling Haaland. Man, this dude is this dude scores goals. Okay, this dude scores goals. Uh, he is unstoppable when he wants to score goals. He's already setting records as you know being the youngest player to hit you know these astronomical numbers. Um, and I just think that Man City's in like full form right now. Arsenal but- has been. It's normally Arsenal collapses really quite fast. This has mm. been a very, very slow collapse over the yeah. you know the course of a couple of months. But like, I think I, I, will, think, I think the I think the player matters so much more. I mean, why you're correct? Halan didn't score until it didn't matter. So like, he was a non-factor today. It's the gravity but, well of Holland, though. You have to true. dedicate so much work to him that it allows it you opens keep up. somebody on him. It yeah, opens right. up the offense. It opens up the field. Yep. No, you're right. I, I I I agree with you. I think Man City is better equipped uh, as far as roster, and yeah, Arsenal is just notorious for collapsing at some point in the season. So for they've done a good job holding it together. But it's like uh, it's like one of those old timey trains that are just held to duck- together by duct tape. It's like this, this thing's gonna fall apart soon. It's ex- and- it's exactly what you expect out of Arsenal. Uh, I think the fans are just resigned to probably losing the Premier League already. It's it's crazy the way that they just like they just always fall apart, man. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the IT crowd, guy. hilarious show. But there's the the saying nah, from that. I That's didn't. the thing about Arsenal. They always try to walk it in. <laughs> they just repeat that a bunch. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a really, really interesting uh, f- like f- close to the Premier League. So if you're not a big soccer fan, if you've been looking for places to jump in, this is a really good one. Follow Man City, follow Arsenal, see how this this uh, season closes out because it's, it's going to be super interesting. Uh, getting into this next topic. Okay, WWE, new belt, <laughs> new belt. And I actually, before we get into the actual belt itself, I want to, like, the story about why there's a new belt, I actually think that they're doing quite well. I hate the Universal Championship. I don't like the so big bad. logo belt. I think it's I, I think it's a bad belt design, but also it's just, it's kind of boring that both of the belts look exactly the same. So, well, Roman Reigns. Now they're unified. Roman, Roman Reigns has run off with these two belts. Uh, Triple H says no one can negotiate him. He's negotiated himself into a place where he doesn't have to defend the title regularly now because nobody can beat him. All this stuff, the WrestleMania win. So instead of so bad, such bad writing. That is such bad writing. I I actually like this. I think that if you're going to debut a new belt, this is a pretty good way to do it. You okay? So you would 
rather them debut a brand new belt than breaking up the championship and taking it away from him like by somebody i don't know cody rhodes a la wrestlemania no but, but that's not that's not exactly what i'm saying what i'm saying is if you're going to debut a new belt and you need to have a reason why there's a new belt instead of just showing up one day and saying hey look we have a new belt this is a pretty good story way to work it in and i prefer when changes in wrestling happen for story reasons instead of just like Fair. an announcement and the uh, the only other way that they ever do this stuff is somebody would finally beat Roman and they would show up on Raw and being like, look at my new belt. I'm going to use my own belt. And I think that's always stupid. I like I hated when Stone Cold had the Smoking Skull belt. I hated the yeah. Brahma Bull belt. I don't like that. That was a I bad think belt, you, yeah. I think if you're going to debut your a new top belt for the company, have a guy run away with it. I, it's kind of like the, the Summer of Punk thing where I wish that they had gotten rid of the spinner belt during that. Yeah, I hated that. The spinner belt was one of those like so topical for the time, but now looking back, it's kind of well. Cringy. It was it was John Cena's custom belt, and then it just yeah. became the belt. It sucked. It um, and so, uh, Jim, if we could get the the new belt up on screen, and we were talking about some old belts like the terrible spinner belt. Let's just where does this rank all time on professional wrestling belts? I. I, I've heard some people say that they don't like this design. They think it's bad. I I kind of like it. I am not a huge fan. I think as far as like WWE belts go, I think it is probably one of the better versions. But I'll take the big, you know, universal title over this any day. This is really you like it, the universal better than this one. I do. I oh, mean, no. I um, I'll take the uh, what what is it? The one that Austin Theory has, the American title. I like that one better than this one too. The, the I U.S. The championship old, is nice. I miss the old Big Bird gold belt too. Heavyweight championship. The, the Big belt. Gold belt is a classic. I think it's a li- Big Gold belt a little overrated for me. Um, really? Yeah, That's I I much I prefer the and I'll also say the Winged Eagle belt that like you know Ro- Rock and Austin era one. A lot of people overhype that one. I think that's a bit overrated as well. I'm a huge fan of like the um the other classic 90s uh winged eagle belt. Um uh, I also I really like the one the Eddie Guerrero one, which is one of the most you know important title yeah. of all time. So I I do like the AEW belt over this one way more. This one just looks too three-dimensional. Like to me, I feel like if I look at it from the side It'll just be like bubbly and like it looks like 3D bubble art. And I'm just okay. like not about that. I, I can see that. I prefer this to the AEW belt because it really? feel it feels like a WWE belt. This That's why feels I, like I a, don't like it. No, but the, it the looks thing about like the, a, it looks plastic to me. The thing about the AEW belt is it doesn't feel like it's an AEW belt. It feels like they just ripped off a New Japan belt. I don't see that because see, that's I what they like did the was J- they just ripped off a New Japan belt. I don't think it. I genuinely don't think it looks like. To me, New Japan belts are more angular. They have more extreme like shapes. I think this is like a very like the AEW heavyweight belt is a very like kind of traditional belt, but I do like the fact that it's like kind of squared off and it has its individual panels that kind of like bend with the belt instead of having just one giant massive like buckle. You know I love saying? I love the big buckle, man. That's my favorite. The big part. buckle the, looks 
funny and fake to me. It just looks plastic to me. The 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 uh the 2010s era New Japan Championship and Intercontinental Championship. Man, those are the best belts of all time. I love those belts. Nobody's ever going to do it better. They shouldn't have gotten rid of them. Uh especially I mean the Intercontinental Championship, they the AEW Intercontinental Championship uh or the New Japan one rather with the white leather. It's just mm, perfect. Never been better. Uh, All right. And yeah, this this just this feels like what a WWE championship should be should look like. It feels like what the WWE champion should be carrying. I I really like the belt. I think I think a lot of people kind of hate. Well, now that we're on the topic of WWE and stuff, before we move on to the next one, I got to ask, there have been a lot of uh, Twitter change ups recently. Uh, with a lot of WWE members uh, getting their government names up, uh, especially with the news that there's a potential new brand coming from AEW that's going to be a spinoff with CM Punk leading that roster. Now, with the likes of Dolph Ziggler's contract coming up and his brother Ryan Nemeth already being on AEW's roster, Becky Lynch, her contract's coming up, Drew, like I'm saying, Drew McIntyre. A lot of these guys have changed, blacked out all message like messages of WWE on their thing. Uh, A lot of allegations of Vince McMahon coming out, especially the newest one with Mansoor and all that terrible screenwriting. Thoughts that's going on in the wrestling world shakeup. I mean, I doubt that they get Becky Lynch. Um, that would just be. There's just, rumors just, of Sasha Banks that. coming over. You know. Um, I would say that like the rest of those, like oh, you got Dolph Ziggler, great professional jobber, Dolph Ziggler, one of the best jobbers in the business. Man, you really landed that guy. Good for you. Nobody can sell like Dolph Ziggler. You oh, want yeah, someone no, to get yeah. over? Fight the Zig. I, I I believe um Adam Blampier from like What Culture or whatever uh. My my favorite expression of his is um he's like a an octopus in a washing machine, just flopping <laughs> around like crazy. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler deserves a couple chances at something good. I mean, look, look, Dolph. Dolph he, he's had, done his. He's gotten the bumps. D- Dolph, Dolph has had some times. He's uh his when he won the Intercontinental Championship in like 2016, that was pretty good. Um. Other than that, I mean, he's just, yeah, he's a guy. Uh, Drew McIntyre, like, yeah, he had, like, one pretty good run. He's a fine wrestler. Uh, Probably, like, a top mid-carder. Like, those kind of things are just, like, whatever. I mean, Becky Lynch would be the big grab there, and I just don't see it happening. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we're talking about talent being unhappy, things being weird. Let's get into This is one you texted me, and I was surprised to see it. So I'm just going to let you lead the conversation on this one. AJ, what's going on with the LWL? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is like, especially if Peanut's watching, he's going to be like, oh, this is just AJ like punching down on the WWE with everything that's going on. But uh, I, I genuinely think that there is a problem at WWE where they don't know how to write for baby faces. And the biggest example to me right now is the LWO or Latino World Order. Uh 
Originally, it was it came to be because Rey Mysterio was fighting with his son Dominic, who joined the Judgment Day. Well, and has let's let's be clear, back. it came to be originally because Eddie Guerrero was pissed oh, off yeah. at Eric Bischoff, and he created his own thing, and then the WWE just stole that. Right, right. So that that that's a that's the original LWO back in like the nineties, like late nineties, early two thousands. That's how it originally came together. Uh wasn't it like just a ripoff of like the NWO Wolfpack? There were like six on? different. There, like there were like six, six different, different like yeah blank world order things, and yeah, they yeah. gave Eddie Guerrero his. Rey Mysterio um, was a. Part I of owned it too. I owned that shirt for quite a long time. So oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable wearing it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted one. I loved Rey Mysterio, man. I still want one of his masks. Anyway. So they brought it back. Rey Mysterio is leading it because he needed a team to fight his son in the Judgment Day. But ever since they announced it, they haven't won a single match. Literally, every single match that the LWO has run in or participated in, they have lost to the Judgment Day or someone else. And it is sad. It means that only heels are winning currently in WWE. Look at Roman Reigns over Cody Rhodes, Judgment Day over LWO, New Day over all the Usos. It's to a point where it's getting a little played out. And I'm just getting tired of it. I wanted to discuss with you and your thoughts of it because you seem to have more of a even-tempered, and I say even-tempered is you just usually like to go against me, so... I want your opinion on this, man. What are um, your thoughts on this? I do think that in, over time, WWE has had trouble booking baby faces, and I don't think it's necessarily that they lose a lot. It's more of that, like, they don't know how to write, like, a, a baby face who is actually likable. Um, so I'm hearing that they're just having a baby face lose six times, eight times in a row. You know, it, I'm not surprised by it. Um, the issue is really more of whether or not this it is a continuous storyline that you're telling or if it's just you're showing up on the day and saying, well, Judgment Day needs to look strong tonight. Have them go over LWO. That's when it gets really annoying and your audience is going to lose faith. They're not going to care about the matches anymore. If you're telling a story about Rey Mysterio and the LWO struggling it's Ray's old. He's not able to compete with his son. He's not able to compete against guys like Finn Balor and stuff. And you're trying to build up a story with Ray Mysterio. Then yeah, fine. Have him lose eight matches in a row. If the payoff is worth it. It doesn't seem like there's a through line with this story though. It's just kind of like a bunch of stuff happening, which is the worst kind of re wrestling writing that you can do. So yeah, I'm not super into this. Um, I think, you know, I Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler of all time. I think that the amount that WWE is really like reaching in for Eddie Guerrero nostalgia and then just like having them lose eight times in a row. Really not a fan of that. No, uh, especially when, you know, his his family's, you know, with the other company now and stuff. So it's just. That doesn't yeah. feel right to me either. So I'm not a fan of this, but I'm also I'm not watching the product right now. So I can't talk about how I feel about what the storyline is. Well, okay, since now that I know that Eddie is your favorite wrestler, did you see the yes, news about his brother uh this past weekend? 
No, I did not. So he comes out on Twitter and he basically uh, tells Rey Mysterio to stop using the Guerrero name. And uh, they're fine. They're okay. And stuff like that. And everybody got mad at him, said he was being ungrateful, rude, all this. And then two days later, he's like, it was a work. I worked, you guys. Like, this is a true heel. Like, basically, like... I hate that shit, man. I I hate the wrestler does something, gets a bunch of backlash, and goes, oh, no, no, I'm just being a heel. No, no, no. I mean, this is one of the few occasions where I genuinely think he was trying to work people because he told a longtime family friend and, you know, Rey Mysterio that to stop using the Guerrero name for his, like, you know, profit. If it was like, anybody other than Chavo, I'd probably believe it, but he's kind yeah. of wrong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, so. <laughs> Fair. All right, well, let's get into this next topic, AJ, because this is you sent me this this tweet, uh, or it was an Instagram reel that was kind of interesting about the modern comedy and how there hasn't been many great comedies in a long time. So, again, I'm going to let you leave the discussion on this, and we can have a topic about this. Yeah, so uh, I, I really, you know, I try to bring, when it comes to us planning these you know, podcast shows each week. I try to bring something to the table that is fun to talk about. And I showed you this TikTok, which essentially basically said that the newest generation isn't really allowing for comedies to really exist. Like it's hard for comedies to develop since the 2000, like 2010 era. Like the last great comedies were like Step Brothers, Super Troopers, stuff like that. And, uh, especially in the 2020s, there hasn't been really a good comedy movie. So I wanted to ask you, are comedies dead? Is it, are we in a generation where we have, as a society are commenting so much on whether or not something's PC that we can't joke about things anymore? Is it to that point or are comedies just not, funny anymore like where are we in life that we have to like ask these questions let me break this down for you aj because the problem is not that we're not making good comedy we're making really really good comedy still in the 2020s we have i mean palm springs with adam sandler that dropped on hulu that was incredible uh confess fletch came out last year i thought that movie was hilarious a throwback to 70s comedies like uh chevy chase's fletch that went straight to streaming um, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent came out last year. The Nicolas Cage movie where he plays himself. That movie's incredible. Very, very funny. Uh, had a very, very short stint in theaters. The issue is not whether or not we're making good comedies. It's that the comedies don't get to come out in theaters anymore. There's not this collective experience where everybody goes and sees a comedy anymore. At least not a pure comedy that's now something that you make super cheap you throw it up on a streaming service or what's more likely is that you buy a comedy script and then you just chop it up and make it into a tv show because that's more content for you than it is a movie um if you want to make a good comedy movie now it has to not be a comedy I don't know if you saw Bullet Train last year Mm -hmm. but Bullet Train I did yes amazing action comedy hilarious movie it's just it's an action movie instead of a comedy. Yeah, but when is the last time? Like, I'm going to be real with you. I think you have a good argument here. Because every single one of those movies I haven't watched, except for Bullet Train. And I saw Bullet Train in the theaters. 
But when was the last time you genuinely laughed out loud in a theater or even at home? Um, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is another it's a comedy, but it has to be disguised as a different genre. That movie had me laughing quite a bit. Um, a lot of like the the superhero stuff. Guardians is super funny. A lot of the time there's a bunch of comedy in those movies. It's just you don't. You can't if you're going to put the budget to put a movie in theaters, you just can't have it just be a comedy anymore. You're, if you're going to justify these, I mean, it's hard to get a movie in theaters now. It's just because of the way that Marvel and Disney dominates box offices and stuff. It's all or nothing when it comes to putting your movie in theaters. So you can't just ship out a Step Brothers and make a modest return. It's not like these movies that we talk about as the great comedies. They didn't exactly make a lot of money. Comedies just historically, they're... They make they make good returns, but not like you know, we're not. It's you're not getting a billion dollar comedy movie, um, and I mean you can even like raunchy comedies like Deadpool two's amazing. That's raunchy as hell. It's it's the problem isn't the, it's just the state of media right now, especially films. Um, everything's going straight to streaming, or you have to. It has to be a blockbuster if it's going to get a theatrical release. Uh, yeah it's I, mean, I say this as a massive movie fan i care a lot about films i'm really not happy with the way uh the movie industry operates right now you're not wrong like uh i was really looking forward to i don't know if you pay attention to this but i'm a big broken lizard fan and uh they just mm. put out a movie on 420 called quasi and i was really looking forward to it man like i'd loved beer fest i loved super troopers one two uh genuinely that we fun fun fact uh last warp tour ever uh first time i was on a a bus as like a musician we shared it with another another band it was the uh literally the cheapest bus service you could find in the united states uh we had a tv in there with like a, a really busted like dvd and we had three DVDs. It was uh, Avatar The Last Airbender Season 3, the whole season. Super Troopers 2. And I, I think it was Space Jam. Right? It got okay. stuck with Super Troopers 2 in it. So we will watch that continually. So I know that whole movie by heart. Uh, it is better than you think. And they make fun of Canadians just the right amount. Okay? Um, but yeah. So I'm a huge, huge Broken Lizard fan. Quasi wasn't good. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, look, you know I, love, I love Broken Lizard. I like a lot of their movies. It's not like they were knocking out of the park every time. I like Beer Fest. That movie's not good. Slam and Salmon's not a good movie. It's Slam just and Salmon's a, movie is a like. bad movie. It's I just like movie. it a lot. It's funny, but it's bad. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're not nailing it every single time. It's just, you know. It just, it just feels like there hasn't been a good, like, Tropic Thunder. There hasn't been a movie like that. There hasn't been a Step Brothers or like uh, which? What's the one where they're uh, figure skaters? <laughs> Blades of Glory. Don't put Blades of Glory up there with Step I, Brothers. I would take. Or... I would take a Blades of Glory right now because we haven't had good comedy in a long time. I, I, Give me Barb an acceptance. Barb and Star go waiting. to Mr. Del Mar. That was a that great was movie. Terrible. That was terrible. No, that I watched movie was that. Great. That was not that good. Movie was no, you good. are wrong, sir. You are wrong. Good. I watched it. I was like, when does it get funny? Uh Borat 2. Borat 2 was great. But that was it. That was over 10 years ago. 
No, Borat 2 was two years ago? No way, Borat 2 is two years ago. Yeah, it was 2020. 2020. Three years ago. Borat 2. It was 2020, you're right, yeah. Go watch Palm Palm Springs from 2020. That movie's incredible. Um... Oh, wait, no, I saw that one. Yeah, no, I saw this one. The one where it's like, um, it's like, it's, 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 it's Groundhog Day, but with Adam, Groundhog with, Day, uh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I saw that. It was okay. It was an awesome bodies, bodies, bodies that came out last year. That was good. It's a horror comedy. See, I don't like horror. I step away from horror. Give me a good comedy. Don't, don't make me like need to piss my pants. All right. I don't like jump scares. That's unnecessary. I, I, I think the comedy, I mean, genres go in cycles and stuff. And I mean, the, we're focused, we're horror movie focused right now. That's the cycle we're in currently. Horror movies are the cheap things that you can farm out and make a bunch of money. That's, that's what it is. Superhero movies are the things that your, your studios all focused in on getting. Um, it sucks that we don't have a, a diversity of genres and stuff. And honestly, a lot of our, our our comedy stars, the ones that we have, are starting to fade. Um, in part because all the all the great comedians who used to go off, they would leave SNL and make movies. They're all making TV shows now. They're making Ted Lasso instead of making movies. They're making you know Barry. They're making um, I don't know. There's thirty million TV shows now. Everybody's got a TV show. It's 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 all it's all You're HBO stuff yeah. now, man. It's all HBO stuff now. Nobody You're makes movies anymore. Yeah. It's a bummer. We're ending the show. It, it on a bummer, it's like I didn't everybody. really I didn't really think of it like that. Now that you like you, you really convinced me, and I'm like, man, that's. You're not wrong. I'm a little a little disappointed that you're right. So, <laughs> let's close the show off with. A game we like to play here every week off the top three aj and i are gonna make top three lists off the top of our head i've got a topic for aj aj's got a topic for me neither of us know what those topics are aj let me get your top three action comedies of all time we talked about bullet train which is a movie it's on netflix if you got netflix go watch bullet train that movie's kind of awesome What's a, What's an action movie that's super funny, AJ? Top three of them. Oh man, that's. And you know okay. what? I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you know. Just, I would consider I would consider I think the original Ghostbusters an action comedy. Okay, so you're pretty loose when it comes to action comedy. Yeah, I mean we yeah we, right. can, we can be kind of loose with it. I I really liked the original Kingsman, so I'm gonna say the original Kingsman. Okay. That one I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Losers was a good one. Uh, no, I'm gonna say Tropic Thunder and Deadpool. Yeah, Those are, that's that's a solid, solid list. Yeah, the first Deadpool, really, really good. Yeah, really, really good. I like that list. Yeah. Okay, solid. I like it. What's your topic for me, AJ? What do I gotta do? Top three. Okay, so I know you're a fan of the Kings and what they're doing. Uh, they are tied up in the series now, which yep. I, I, I said was going to happen. I said that the, the Warriors will come back. You did. You did. Uh, I do think it's going to go to a seven game and then it's going to go Warriors, but I want to tip it in your favor. So okay. my, my, my question tonight is something that the FCF has been asking. Uh, 
similar to the great tradition that is lighting the beam, what would you name three things that you would want to see teams do in a similar fashion in the FCF hoops or FC uh, like F football okay. to make a tradition like that happen? Give, so give me some I, 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 I said this before, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reuse this one. I want the zappers when the zappers win them to bring out a giant Tesla coil and just have fake lightning shoot throughout the stadium. <laughs> It's so unnecessary. How uh, it would be dope as, though. As someone who works for the FCF, I, I I hope that never happens because having to carry that thing out would be horrible. Can mount okay. it on the roof. Mount it on the roof and just have boom. it like lowered down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. New FCF arena must have Tesla coil on roof in case Zappers win. Um, I would say what if the Knights had like like I don't know like um like a drawbridge or something in a castle that they could drop down when they won and then like have a parade through it? That's horrible, but okay. Okay. It's a bad idea, but I mean like we 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 picked we picked teams that don't exact like the teams that we have, they don't have like anything that you can immediately think of where it's just like, ah yeah, that's a thing to do. Um, the, the Glacier Boys, a lot of people put this one. Boy, can for MVP put this in the chat. Uh, that they should have a polar bear that can come to the games or release a polar bear. That's insane. But here's a better no, idea. Here's a better pro. idea. Uh, when, when the Glacier Boys win, it snows. Snow machines see, in the rafters. That, see, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I have some good ones. Sting gave me that Glacier Boy idea when they win button snow in the rafters love that idea uh board ape i think same 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 situation you hit it but this time when you hit it it's the snoop dog eminem board ape like rap that comes on and then foam bananas fall from the, the ceiling all right <laughs> so then everybody's happy they got foam bananas their stress relief is great um and then i just thought it'd be funny uh just because there should have been stars. Just star glitter. Just little star glitter. Oh, no, bottle. no, that's terrible for everybody. Well, nobody likes the should have been stars, so come on. <laughs> Good point. It works. It works. Good point. All right. Well, those are that's a good brainstorming session we just had here on Don't Cause a Ruckus. If you didn't know. Don't cause a ruckus. It's the sports debate show that tries to take its tries not to take itself too seriously. We go live on twitch.tv slash fan controlled sports every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it live just like Freddie Airmail is, just like Jason Wright is, just like Boykin for MVP is, just like Daddy Dennis is. Get in here. Get in the chat. Tell us what your weird things. Do you do you want, you know? shooting stars to go through the the stadium what do you want how do you want to celebrate let us know show goes up on podcast services and the youtube just look for fan controlled sports where the first thing that pops up on everything so just look that up uh but until next time keep the ruckus to a minimum this has been a presentation of the fan controlled sports and entertainment podcast network if you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.